Hi, I'm Toby and welcome to the Pure Property Podcast Weekly News Roundup from Track Capital, where we give you an overview of the property headlines that have caught our attention this week. So I hope you all had a good week and are looking forward to the weekend. I know I am. This week has been busy and has flown by. And it's not long now until we hear from Boris Johnson and he gives his roadmap to coming out of lockdown 3.0. Hopefully we will be able to have a clear and positive outlook after his announcement and we will definitely be tuning into it next week for sure. Now, let's take a look at the headlines that have caught our attention this week. Remember, I always try to summarise the articles and there will be a link to the full version in the show notes so you can check them out for yourselves. First up, we have an article from Landlord Today and the headline reads... Landlords back call for funds to help tenants with arrears. Well, um, something must be in the air at the moment as this is the second positive landlord article that we have had in recent weeks. This time, landlords are backing a call by the Resolution Foundation think tank for tenant hardship loans for renters impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. I think this is a very good idea as just banning repossessions is not fixing the problem. It's just temporarily plugging a hole. It's a problem that is affecting both landlords and renters. Landlords, well, they're not going to receive rent and potentially land themselves in financial difficulty. And some tenants are then going to end up without a roof over the head. So... Resolution Foundation is calling for an urgent financial package to pay off arrears since lockdown measures started last year. So, fingers crossed, this can get some traction to help the tenants and also the landlords in need as well. Next up, an article from Financial Reporter. New lender EPC requirements could create new cohort of mortgage prisoners, IMLA warns. Well, sometimes, just sometimes, the government have ideas that make you think, do they have any idea what they are actually doing? A new government consultation has proposed that lenders should annually disclose the average EPC rating of all properties they lend against. The government hopes that the measures could allow comparisons to be made between lenders and provide a picture of how energy performance could influence lending decisions. Without going into too much detail, so in short, this just won't have the desired effect they are hoping for and would probably cause more issues than good. The Intermediary Mortgage Lenders Association, IMLA, say the proposals risk creating a time-wasting paper chase that will not achieve the desired results and could create a new cohort of mortgage prisoners trapped in less efficient homes. In its response to the BEIS, IMLA said it was concerned that the compilation of an 
energy efficiency league table could cause lenders to base their lending decisions on a property's energy efficiency rather than on a borrower's needs. Let's hope the government sees sense in this idea and they put it back in their box of bad ones. The next article is from Property Industry Eye. This year, the property market will once again confound the doubters. So this article is a piece from Russell Quirk, who is a quite well-known figure in the property industry. And here he gives his opinion on what the property market may do this year. Last year, he was one of very few that said the housing market would not go down when the pandemic really took off here in the UK. And for the record, I also said the same. This year, he is backing the housing market again, and he thinks that prices will continue to rise during February and March. The stamp duty holiday will ensure this, and if Rishi does indeed extend the relief by six weeks, this will further sure up values for longer. But when Ultimately, the tax is fully reinstated. There will be a stumble in price growth and in transactions, quite obviously. But this will be very short-lived. And they are his words. So his reasons as to why a slight dip will be short-lived are very similar to what Nick and I have been saying recently. Uh, And if uh, any investors are listening and you've spoken to me and Nick about this subject, you'll probably see that some of the reasons Russell Quirk gives are ones we've probably discussed. This is an interesting article, so I do recommend giving it a read and making your own conclusion and prediction. We do love having these discussions, so always feel free to reach out to us and let us know what you think. And last but not least from Mortgage Solutions, TSB and VIDA slash buy to let rates. So it's often a positive sign when lenders begin to start reducing their rates and becoming more competitive, as it can give an indication that they are confident in the market. It's also good news for borrowers, of course, as they save money. TSB have made multiple changes and reductions. For example, the two-year fixes in its 60% and 75% loan-to-value tiers have been cut by 30 BPS. VIDA has also reduced its VIDA 1 range of buy-to-let products by up to 50 BPS, with two-year fixes now at 2.99% for 70% loan-to-value. This highlights confidence coming back to the market from lenders, along with the fact that if you are due a remortgage or buying with a mortgage, it is a good time to shop around for good rates and offers. So that's all I have for you this week. Thanks for joining and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.